0: I mean, at this point, everything that we say and do is, is fair game for the podcast, just fair warning. Okay.
1: That's how I like to live my whole life. Everything I do or say is fair game for the podcast, the great <laughs> podcast of life. <laughs>
2: That's kind of true.
1: That is that is
0: kind of true. All right. I, uh, yeah, I didn't really put a whole awful lot of thought into this. It was really – I'm doing this mostly because at some point in time in uh, probably January – I got a tweet from somebody, uh, the Enthusiax account, that said, hey, are you guys going to do any more podcasts or what? And I looked, and it had been a long time. And so in sort of a half panic, I said, well, I don't know about the other guys, but there will definitely be a new hero talk in February. And it and is. then
2: here we are. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's now February 26th, so we, I have to do it, otherwise I'm a liar, right? So here we are. Pretty much.
2: Well, lucky for you, BSing is... One of my top subjects. As a millennial, I'm very, very good at it.
0: That's that's good because I am I'm calling on you to to BS, and I guess I should probably do like an official intro for this, right? Because this I is guess so. this is a real podcast. This wasn't just a last minute thrown together slapdash.
1: <laughs> Depends on what yeah. you mean by last minute, but I mean this has been prepared for several hours. So. A few hours, yeah, that's something.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not last minute if you be literal about it.
1: All right, there we go.
0: I'm gonna go with that. Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Chris and Natalie. Welcome Hello. to the show.
1: Hello. Uh, oh, thanks, Chris. I, I, thanks for bringing your A game. I never know what to say to that, yeah. like the welcome ab- the- aboard thing. Yeah, I don't. You I say don't say heidi ho. Heidi ho.
2: Heidi ho.
1: I don't do well in social situations. Yeah. <laughs> and I think podcasts <laughs> sort of qualify.
0: It's it's kind of social. Yeah. So the 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 topic of today's episode is there's no topic. It's nothing. We're just going to talk about whatever's been going on around. Whose lines?
2: It anyway. The points don't matter.
0: Well, I mean the the points matter. They're just still made up. Fair enough. So. I guess this is this is the part in the traditional standard podcasts where I ask what have you been playing and watching? So Ooh. Hey Hey Natalie, what have you been playing and or okay. watching?
2: So most recent game um I played was Mass Effect three, although I lost a eight hour game time like save file, like one of those days where you just dedicate to a game. Oh no. I lost the save file because of origin. It messed up with the cloud, so oh, I won't touch no. Mass Effect 3 anymore. I don't want it. I just don't. I'm like... I I don't know. But instead, I went through and I played the Bioshock Infinite DLC uh, Lost at Sea or Burial at Sea and I loved it. It was really good. Oh, that was the um, one
0: uh, in Rapture, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was, it was good DLC. That was I good liked DLC.
2: It. I like to see Rapture in its glory day mm-hmm. and also... It's Booker and, uh, you know, and I just love them. I, I really do. So that was cool. That was pretty cool. Watching, we've been watching BoJack Horseman, Chris and I. That is what we do every night. We just come home, watch BoJack. We have one last episode in the whole series, which we should be watching tonight, but we're doing the podcast. Yeah.
1: So. Sorry Maybe about that. After. Sorry.
2: No, don't be is, sorry.
1: Now, is the series over? No. no. Uh, okay. Okay. Season six is coming out. Oh, they TV are they, year. Oh, so they're
0: on season five right now. Yep. But yeah. Okay. So I am like two full seasons behind on that. Ooh,
2: do you watch yeah. BoJack?
0: Of course I watch BoJack Horseman.
2: Oh, I love BoJack.
0: No, I, I, do. I I very much like the BoJack Horseman. Uh, I saw the first three seasons. And of course, the Christmas special was hilarious. We didn't oh, see we haven't Christmas
1: watched the Christmas special. special. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen
0: the Christmas special? No. Oh, you've got, no. you have to see the Christmas special.
2: Well, then I guess we have two more episodes. You have left. two more episodes yeah.
0: left because the Christmas special episodes. is really funny. But yeah, I, I really, I like the show and it was funny. It's just, uh, that one season four came out just sort of at, I think the wrong time when I just did not have a lot of free time to watch stuff or Mm -hmm. more importantly, when I didn't want to watch anything new, I watch old stuff all day long. Like when I can only give it maybe a half to a quarter attention and I can can do other things. So I have, I have rewatched Parks and Recreation probably a dozen times and I'm current. I'm currently, yeah, also a great show. I'm currently in the middle of a rewatch of Spartacus.
2: Oh. Is that... Wait, like old old Spartacus no, or like the like new The Spartacus? the
0: Showtime one from Showtime. about about uh, eight years ago. Yeah.
2: Yes,
0: yes. So this was I of like,
2: Spartacus.
0: Well they do say that in the show. But well, no, yeah, not, not the old Kirk Douglas movie. But Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, I was the uh the one with, with Andy Whitfield and um well, Andy Whitfield who then got oh, this is sad. Now I'm gonna be all suppressed. So Andy Whitfield was he was the star of Spartacus and then After the first season, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma.
1: Ooh, rough. Yeah.
0: and it was so there's a there's a uh on netflix there is a documentary about his ordeal with uh the lymphoma called be here now and he had probably one of the roughest nastiest forms of lymphoma that i, I i've certainly ever heard about and it went into remission and then it came back and it came back super super aggressive and uh he uh ended up passing away Ooh! so he he oh. couldn't continue on the part they tried to uh They tried to sort of delay needing him while he got treatment uh, the first time, so they, they did like a prequel... Series, so it was a it was a half season, but it was a prequel, so he wouldn't need to be in it, and it was all the other characters. But then he, when he was doing like a pre physical to start the next season of Spartacus, he would be on. That's when they found it was back, and at that point they said, well, you know, th- at this point the best thing for him and for everyone is to sort of part ways, and they they recast him, and it didn't it didn't take long. It was it was so aggressive. It didn't. I think it was about six months after he was re diagnosed that he it took its toll on him.
1: Jesus. That's depressing.
2: Yeah, yeah, way to open a podcast. Yeah, right?
0: so that's a happy note. But I, I did watch, <laughs> I watched Be Here Now, and then it sort of inspired me to go back and watch Watch Spartacus. And it's it's very interesting because, you know, they have to switch lead actors in the middle yeah. of the series. You see the character, I think it was uh, Liam McIntyre. I think that's who they got to replace him. I'll look it up real quick while I'm talking. But, you know, he's, he's trying to basically play a character as his own, but at the same time, He needs to have some continuity with how he was portrayed previously, and yeah, it's—I mean, it's—it's an awful story, and especially with the uh, in the "Be Here Now" uh, documentary, and they are—they are right there with you know the Whitfields as he's—he's dealing through it. Liam McIntyre, I just confirmed, and it was Stars, not Showtime, so I got that wrong too. So I'm just Uh, wrong—I'm wrong all over the place. But the it was. Like, you're in, you're in their house, and they have this documentary crew with them, and you're seeing him with, you know, interacting with his kids, and the problem is, so you, I know how this ends. I'm, I'm aware of the story. This happened eight years ago. I know every every little chunk of good news they get, I know is not going to be permanent. Going
2: to be the good news, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then you're there with him, like, especially at the end, every phone call he gets from the doctors, and you just hear, well, it's all bad news, and you're just watching the family just react to it, and it is oh, gut-wrenching.
2: Jesus Oh my god. I gotta watch that now. That seems like right up my sad alley.
1: Documentaries are fun. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it was... I I watched it late at night, which was also a problem, because now... (laughs) Everyone's everyone's asleep, and I'm just I'm just alone. I'm on my A computer, mess. not even watching it on the TV. I'm watching it on my computer screen. If, the, if that makes it sadder somehow, and I'm <laughs> and I'm just losing my composure as I'm just sort of watching, you know, the, the man's life. And that's it's one of those shows where I actually was watching it as it was as it was coming on live. I think Netflix had some special deal with Stars, so new episodes would go on Netflix as soon as Stars would put them out.
2: Um. Oh,
0: okay. So it was like in every Wednesday or every Thursday I would go watch the new episode. So then you started. were
2: already attached to this actor.
0: Yeah, so I was I was already attached to him and then I you know, I knew the story and I had put off watching this documentary for a while because I, I knew it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work well for me. He had yeah. he had a four year old and a two year old and it was just gonna be Oh a,
2: hey, it's gonna hit you right at home. Yeah, so it's
0: gonna hit a little <laughs> too close to home and and I I finally just oh, you know said <laughs> You know, I I I think I somehow even though I've never met the man in my life, I owe it to him to at least watch through this and and to sort of live this part of his life with him. And it was gut-wrenching.
2: I've got to watch that now. I have to.
1: You know what else you have to watch is Dear Zachary because you didn't watch that. Oh, no,
0: of, I don't really want to. What's Dear no. Zachary? I've never heard so, of um, it. So, it's it's
1: also a a documentary that I believe is still on Netflix. Um it is about it's called Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son from His Father. I think that's what it's called. In, in full, it's a long title. Um, it's a documentary that's directed to the son of this guy who was murdered. Um and I don't want to say any more than that because there's a pretty a plot shocking twist, twist about oh. three quarters, two thirds, or three quarters of the way through. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, but thing. you would like it. It's, it, it's so it, it was told to me that I would definitely cry when I watched it. Uh, I didn't cry, but I was filled with a rage like I'd never felt before. Wow. Um, so I, my my reaction was not one of sadness, but like complete like Chris, you just don't cry fear.
2: either so well, I don't really I've under- seen you I've, cry a handful I, of times.
1: I, I can get crying at the movie because it is it is sad, but I don't get why like sadness is the prevailing emotion that people have when they watch it, because to me, it's something weak. else entirely. Also, I've been watching Making a Murder, other mm-hmm. documentary on mm-hmm. Netflix. Uh, I, went, I finished season two this, this past week. Did I hear that that
0: guy was finally
1: getting a retrial? Um, so what happened yesterday, actually, the Court of Appeals, I don't know which court it was specifically, but the Court of Appeals Ruled that um, they, the current attorney Kathleen Zellner, could have um, these bones tested for DNA. So one of the one of the pieces of evidence that didn't really get explored at trial is there were some bones, burnt bones, found on a quarry that um, was located next to the guy, Stephen Avery's, property. Okay. Um, And the defense asserted that they were human bones. The prosecution asserted that they were possibly human bones, which made a difference, because the the prosecution essentially said you can't use these to— create doubt because they're only possibly human. No expert will testify that they're human. Um, So now the ruling is they can get those bones tested to determine if they are human and and if they belong to the girl that was murdered. Like, Um, and one of the major missteps that led to this this ruling is that the Bones themselves were actually delivered back to the family of the girl who was murdered, which is illegal in Wisconsin, without notifying Stephen Avery's attorneys first. So they, the state is supposed to keep that evidence uh-huh. until he's released from prison, which in his case would be when he dies because he's serving life without parole. Right. Um, and they were turned over to the family of the victim. So that was kind of a – that was that was some misconduct on the state's part. Um so I guess you know it, that will seriously undermine the the prosecution's case if it turns out that they are bones that belong to this girl, because uh, they would have been then a couple miles away from his property where she was allegedly killed and burned. Huh. Uh, it's 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 crazy. Um, there's a lot like there's there's too many points of of interest to really give a a TLDR, but. I definitely would recommend it. It makes you think about the justice system and, you know, the death penalty and all kinds of stuff. Interesting. Okay.
0: I've definitely heard people talking about it, obviously, but it just wasn't something that ever, ever made it to my radar. That's very interesting. So, Chris, we kind of randomly skipped over you because I decided to start talking about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma.
1: (laughs) I mean, we just meandered through, you know, took a a journey.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, So what have you been playing? What are you up to?
1: Right now I'm playing Shadowrun Returns because I am on a sort of an old-school RPG kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing Knights of the Old Republic back in January. I finished both of those. I got all the Steam achievements for Knights of the Old Republic 2, um, games I've played many, many times already. So, I started combing through my library to try to find something similar, and I just kind of fell on Shadow Run. And it turns out that it's scratching the itch that I had very well plays a lot like a tabletop game. and it's got the whole turn-based combat and the you know you have like six stats. You get your like strength mm-hmm. constitution intelligence, charisma, all those things. I, I like it. I would recommend it to any RPG fans who haven't played it, which is probably at this point just me. I think everybody else has played it.
0: (laughs) I I have not played it. I'm vaguely aware of it, and I'm trying to picture it in my head. Is it like sort of an isometric? Yep. Yeah.
1: And I think... I don't know. Is Shadow Run actually a tabletop game system? It must be, or either that, or it's a it's an old RPG because it's it it's some kind of a reboot of something. That's why it's called okay. Shadow Run Returns. But I don't really know the history or if it's what it, what it's based on. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you. There's three games in the the modern series there's also shadow run hong kong and shadow run i think dragonfall i don't have either of those two yet um so i guess what's next logically is i probably i'm gonna have to check out the original fallout because it seems like that's a similar type of game and i've never mm-hmm. played it before
2: i'm surprised you haven't
1: yeah i am surprised you haven't i'm i've never been a big fallout fan i only started playing fallout with fallout 4 Oh, so you haven't played Fallout 3. I did a little bit. I did not like it. No and kidding. Tried, you
2: played New Vegas, right?
1: I didn't like New Vegas either.
0: Yeah. My My issues with New Vegas was it just felt very empty as compared to Fallout 3. But Fallout 3 was one of my favorite games. And this, I'm saying this about a game where I literally had a timer set to go off every 10 minutes to autosave because it crashed so often. But, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's absolutely true. I did that. But... Wow, it was. I still really in- enjoyed the game. It's sad because I I'm pretty sure that when I bought Fallout Four, I got a free digital copy of Fallout Three, which is um, backwards compatible on Xbox One, and I haven't gone back to play it, which I fully intended to. And then I just decided that my hobby is buying games, and that the actually playing games is a completely different hobby of which I don't subscribe to.
1: <laughs> that is that is a common that is gamer too true. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, though, I. I probably should go back and check out Fallout 3 because the reason I ended up not liking Fallout 3 um, is is I, I tried to play it too much like a traditional shooter game. So I dumped, like, I don't know where I put my stat points when I... First played it, but um, I was getting really frustrated that my chance to hit and my damage and stuff was based on like RNG, and I hadn't put the right uh-huh. stat points, so I wasn't hitting anything. And then when I try to play it like a traditional first-person shooter, my weapons didn't do any damage because I wasn't using yeah. Stats.
0: Yeah, I sure. I definitely remember you sort of have to almost go into it with an RPG mindset. Right. And it's it's one of those which is which I love when games do this is like we're going to give you the RPG stats, but you still have to do the work.
1: And I hadn't really played many RPGs like that before. Mm. So, it was a new thing and it didn't sit well with me. Now, I don't know. I, I I might still not like it because I have tried Fallout New Vegas a lot more recently, but that I can't put a finger on why I didn't like Fallout New Vegas. It just didn't, what's the word? It didn't resonate. Uh, right off the bat. Well, I mean, for some some games just won't. Right, and uh, that it didn't do it for me. Shadowrun is is doing very well. Like I started playing that, and it just sucked me right in. And that, that's
0: what you want. And and quite frankly, uh, and I, I get frustrated when when people describe games to me and they, you'd love this game, and I'll play it, and I'll be like, okay, I'm about maybe thirty, forty minutes in, I'm just not feeling it, and I'll say, yeah. no, just just wait it out. It'll get better yeah, I, after I the first few hours. Games.
2: If I don't like it in the first like couple minutes you're done most the same way with books if a book doesn't like strike me take my interest like get out of here. Mm-hmm. You're not worth
0: yeah. my time. I mean, do you know how my many New York hundreds of games there are out there that I would love to play? I'll never get a chance to, but you want me to yeah. slog through a game that takes a good five or six <laughs> hours to get
1: going like yeah. five or six hours. I could probably play two or three games for my backlog. No.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm done.
1: The, the thing is like, there are some games that I have had to slog through a little bit and then they get really good. And I'm well, always afraid of missing out like on that. something. But most games aren't like that. Most games, if I don't like it within like an hour or two, then I'm just not going to play it ever again.
0: I I'll give the game probably ninety minutes to two hours, and it's it's sort of my my rule of thumb is you have as long as a movie would take
1: to get my interest. Mm, get that seems punches. like a good rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll sometimes true. go. I'll sometimes put ten hours into a game before I give up on it. Like I played I played a fair amount of Alpha Protocol before I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Oh um, wow! It's probably about eight hours, and I don't know. I, alpha protocol there wasn't there wasn't anything that I necessarily didn't like. It just didn't it didn't stand out in any way. I felt like it was just a very mediocre kind of game.
0: yeah that's i I played a, a fair bit of of Alpha protocol not nearly as much as you did but yeah that's I, I walked away basically the same way uh, this, this was this was average it it felt like uh, like maybe like Metal Gear Solid but not as crazy and also not as good.
1: It was a lot like, I, I, the, the comparisons to Mass Effect are all over the place. And it was like Mass Effect if Mass Effect didn't have a super interesting story to pull you in. And that was kind of the problem. Yeah. It was like a mediocre RPG shooter kind of thing, but there was no underpinning narrative to make it really worth investing time into. Yeah,
0: and I, I, that that seems about spot on with my, my impression of it. I Although I don't know why I really got a serious Metal Gear Solid vibe from it. Maybe it was just the corridors. I don't know.
1: It could be. I've never played Metal Gear Solid, honestly. Um, And at this point, it's
0: just too late. You might as well just never.
1: Yeah, I missed the (laughs) PS1 era on
0: that. (laughs) You're you're never going to appreciate the graphics of the PS1 era games, so you might as well just say, oh, right,
1: I missed the bus. Oh, well. You know, the PS1 era was kind of bad in retrospect.
2: Oh my god, it was awful. If you look you back kidding?
1: at those early 3D ga- it's like they were they were Disgusting. figuring out how to make 3D games and they were doing it all wrong.
2: You know what's funny so, is so
1: many games they were so fun at the time and you just try to play them now and they're just horrible. And I remember.
2: Not- oh my god. You go. You go. <laughs>
1: Well, that's not true of PS2 games. You can still play PS2 games, and they're pretty oh, good. Absolutely, make. absolutely. like God yeah. of War, and it's like th- that game is from 2005, and it's still good.
0: That game still holds can't... up. I am extremely surprised how well that game holds up.
1: You try to play MDK or, or Fighting Force or like the old Tomb Raiders, it's like, man. Yeah. Uh... I can still play the old Tomb Raiders because I like them. They're such an integral part of my childhood that I, like, I can look past how clunky and terrible they are.
0: But well, I mean, most- look at the uh, look at the PlayStation One Classic, and I don't even remember if that's what it was called, but that's what I'm calling it. And <laughs> that thing did not sell very well at all because, as it turns out, there there isn't nearly as much nostalgia for PS One era games, and also because the performance was was less than stellar too. So they couldn't e- even in their retro console they didn't do a good job. So
2: I remember my dad was so enthralled at 3D video games. He'd be like, "Oh my god." Look at this! I can really see their faces! And you go back now, and it's like, scrunch. Like, I remember he was so impressed. Like, he was like, look at this!
0: Super Mario 64 blew my mind when I saw it the first time.
2: Yeah! No, same with my dad. He's like, look at this! (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if he could see Mass Effect now, like, you know, like
0: <laughs> if oh he goodness. could
2: if he could play any of the games now, he would die. He would just fall over dead.
0: So now I play games and now I, I've this is this is where we are in terms of graphics. I can now get upset if they fall into the uncanny valley. You're like, yes. Oh. No. Oh, they're in the Uncanny Valley. That was terrible. Whereas, you know, Mario's running around with... His hat is supposed to be rounded but it's, you know, N64 era so it's really like a stop sign on the back of his head running around. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that's the greatest thing ever and now I'm so upset if it's not photorealistic. I can't see their (laughs) pores. Why can't I see their pores? (laughs)
1: <laughs> too yeah. shiny their their pupils are too small <laughs> what a what a wonderful era of games that we live in
2: yeah it's only going to get better from here just well
1: i mean just imagine what they're going to do with vr i feel like right now vr is at the the ps1 stage where like vr is really bad and it's so cool because we don't ha- we never never had anything like that before but when they get Proper VR, and I'm talking, like, the level of, v- like, Ready Player One level of VR, where you can just go into a virtual world and be fully immersed. We're going to look back at today's v- VR, and it's going to be like, what what is this? Yeah. It's going to yeah. be terrible and clunky and, and choppy. It'll be in our
2: lifetime, that's for sure.
1: Disorienting. Oh, yeah, they'll get that figured out pretty soon, within I, probably a couple console generations.
0: I will say that it needs to be like Ready Player One level for me to get into it because I have no desire to jump into VR right now. And, no, and I, a lot I of it was because, it. you know, when I was in the Navy, I, I ran a VR trainer. And that was, of course, you know, 1990s era VR technology. <laughs> so that was, that was rough. But just was a virtual <laughs> boy. Oh, yeah. no. But it was the, the notional things that I had, I had issues with weren't necessarily the, the limitations of the, the technology, but things that could break immersion were, if I'm really there, and let's say I want to look at my watch... I can't because I'm not really there. I don't have hands. I can't look at my watch. So all these different mechanics that you have in the game that are supposed to be immersive, they aren't because I still need to go through the controller to figure out what's going on. And that's sort of the level of immersion that you have to try to get me past to get me into this VR world. It's mm. not so much I don't want the thing on my face. It's just the disconnect from the rest of my body at this yes. point through the controller is not really enough to keep me engaged in the game. I find it less immersive that way.
2: Yeah, I get very sick from it, too. Just for that, that thing, when I go to, like, look at my own body, it's not there. Makes me dizzy. Oh, I can't I've, enjoy the game. That's,
0: I've, I have watched sailors pass out from looking really? down and not seeing their own legs. And they their, their brain just doesn't know how to process that. Wow. Oh yeah, they'll they'll look down because in this in this trainer there was there's no actual avatar. You're just you're just a floating camera point.
2: I played a VR like that, yeah. yeah. So I know what you're talking about.
0: So you look down and you don't see a body there. Yeah, and then it's nothing. Like the brain doesn't know what to do with it, and the ones that have a little bit more wherewithal and and situational awareness will take the helmet off. The ones who don't pass out.
2: Oh my god! So I guess it's like a good way to weed through the. Like the crappy soldiers.
0: Yeah, I mean, Just put it's, them in
2: it's a VR. If they not really up, a practical
0: combat out. scenario for. Imagine you become disembodied. <laughs> <laughs> and you well, need to now
1: navigate the battlefield. <laughs> Look down. That's. Yeah. Uh,
2: My friend. I maybe.
1: remember. Oh, yeah, your friend did make that. It was yeah. the rock climbing called, one, right? Uh,
2: don't look down. And it's going to be on Steam. I have no idea when, but look out for it. Don't look down or don't fall down.
1: Didn't something they get it into there. some arcade or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have it I at think... the mall, the local mall. They started, like, selling it out. Um, and then they would do, like, play tests. And I did a play test. And it terrifies me. It's a climbing game. So if you, if you misstep, you will fall. And for some reason, I I love my friends. I love the game. I will never play it because it terrifies me. Because I actually get like, uh, what's the word? Like height, like
1: Uh, vertigo, or oh, um
2: like. I don't know. Oh, what I is just acrophobia. get afraid.
1: Acrophobia, I think.
2: Yes, I get actually afraid. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so high up, and I'm like, no, Nat, you're not, you're not. But it's...
1: dude, I, I feel that from playing first person games sometimes. Like, really, you, you jump off of a high height in just like a first person video game, I can feel it, like kind of in my gut. It makes me a little bit like uh, anxious just to see. Oh, yeah,
0: I definitely felt a little bit of that in uh, Mirror's Edge first time i played it
1: i've never played that
2: and i don't know
1: what it is it's it was this um first person parkour Parkour, yeah
2: wait parkour
1: yeah Yep. extreme parkour (laughs) hardcore parkour
0: (laughs) it was the early 2000s it was a different time (laughs) (laughs) no that i thought that game was actually pretty well done although you can definitely tell where it had to get cut down and pared down and the story just kind of didn't go anywhere like they finished the game and i i i thought to myself i've I didn't actually get a resolution. I don't know what's happened here. They really just... It was a, a, a long tech demo, I guess, is the best way to describe it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I still liked it, though. It was fun. Is there any movies coming out that we should care about?
2: Oh, dude. I haven't seen a movie in theaters in five ever. Um, I, If you want to talk about past movies, I really want to see Incredibles 2.
1: <laughs> That's on Netflix now. It is on Netflix. It's on my watch list on Netflix now.
2: Movies coming out. Um,
1: really I mean, not... not- not for a few months that, that, that I know of. I, I'm not a movie person at all. So it's, for me, it's basically like uh, Avengers Endgame. So that's, mm-hmm. what, May, I think?
0: Yeah, but I, I got to see I Captain mean, Marvel see because that. that's going to lead into Avengers Endgame.
1: So. Yeah, they You know, it's crappy
2: of them Marvel. because <laughs> no one gives a crap about Captain Marvel. and No, it's not because she's a girl. It looks stupid. It just looks stupid, but you have to watch it to be consistent in the MCU. And they got us by the balls with that. It, How dare they? The thing, yeah,
1: so the thing about that is it's one of the movies in the MCU that I I just don't care about.
2: I couldn't care less about her. Now,
1: Ant-Man was I've never seen her. Ant-Man, was, seen her. Ant-Man you... was really good. That's true. I just don't get the You've impression seen that Ant-Man Captain Marvel was going to be that good. Yeah, no. but, And I, I mean, could be wrong. I mean, I, I mean, she maybe hasn't I'm been in it
2: for the past, past ten years. Why are you going to make me care about her now?
0: Well, they have to introduce new characters somehow. They can't keep going back to the same well. They really need to start looking into getting new characters' movies. And this is a character who is fairly prominent in the comic books right now. Um... There are some people out there who would posit that uh, Carol Danvers hasn't done anything of note in comic books I- ever no, since she was uh, in Scott she... Pilgrim. Wait, what?
2: She was in Scott Pilgrim.
0: Who was in Scott Pilgrim? Carol Danvers?
2: I don't know who that is. Isn't Carol Danvers is Captain actress?
0: Marvel's real name. Or, not real name.
1: Name in the comic books.
2: Oh, I thought you meant like the so actress.
1: Alter ego. Yeah, I don't know anything about. I, I, don't I know really that the actress
2: is in um, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, which is a comic book.
1: It was wait, wait, wait. Cool. Oh, you're talking about Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah she was um she was uh, Scott's big ex. What what was her name? N- N- and and uh, Adams. Yeah. Yes, okay. Now yeah, now now, yeah. now I get the Scott. No,
0: so I I was talking about Carol Danvers the character. So I I say that, yeah. and I'm going to explain why I do that is because there's another movie coming out soon, Shazam, and yes. so
1: you mean Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, and Shazam is really <laughs> Captain Marvel. and it's DC and,
1: Captain Marvel.
0: And, but DC can't Call him Captain Marvel because Fawcett Comics lost the rights to the name before DC acquired the character or something like that.
2: Oh, right. They have two Captain Marvels. That's not confusing at all. So
0: about seven years ago, DC just decided to call it quits and say, all right, fine, whatever. We're going to call him Shazam now. Everyone already calls him Shazam. We're tired of correcting everybody all the time. We're just going to call him Shazam too, which I took a lot of personal offense to because I have spent three decades correcting people who call that character Shazam. (laughs) So you can't you can't make me for thirty years say that's not Shazam, that's Captain Marvel. Shazam is the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers.
2: I you as that meme of the guy going actually <laughs> and pushing it's... up his glasses. Actually, it's it's Captain Marvel, It's not so Shazam. I like
0: to see it as so. There's a there was a movie that came out about two thousand three, two thousand four called comic book the movie you know it it's it's a funny fake documentary starring Mark Hamill about like this this pretend comic book character that they were making into a movie and so they hire like the the number one fan club guy from like the, the original character and they were trying to do like a gritty reboot and he wanted them to do a classic mm-hmm. and th- they had a ton of cameos from voice actors and Tom Kenny who's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh yeah I
2: love Tom Kenny he's in everything
0: yeah so he was he was in the movie and he played uh Mark Hamill's characters Don Swan's best friend and his son and his real-life wife were in in the movie and so they actually what they did is they recreated a real thing that happened with his son with his, his little boy where they they gave him a, a doll and they said hey it's Shazam and the kid spot on because they knew he would do it when they said it corrects him and he says that's not Shazam that's Captain Marvel so they ask well who's Shazam he goes, Shazam's the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers so in my head that's what I envision every time I have the conversation is like I'm just re-embodying Tom Kenny's son and I'm channeling <laughs> that little kid he was six at the time, I think, and just putting it out there and just letting him know. And then so then they go to open it and the kid stops him. And apparently, according to the commentary on the tape, this is a real life thing that happened with Tom Kenny's son. The kid stopped him and said, no, it's collectible. Oh. And Tom Kenny said that like, that, actu- that actually happened one year at Christmas. He wouldn't open any of his toys because they were collectibles.
2: Oh, that's really cute. He raised a nerd. Yeah. Good job. So there's, there's more of us out there.
0: There's a there's a new generation coming thanks to Spongebob squarepants
2: there's gotta th- that kid is probably my age let's be real
0: well let's if he's he gotta was,
2: be What's, he was about what, what year did that come out? I
0: I it had I think it came out in 2004 they filmed on location in the, right? the 2003 comic-con the kid was probably six so yeah, add that six years is, to that, that
2: kid's my age
0: no that probably. kid is like 12.
2: he's not 12 now
0: well, it's He'd be about 18. how 18 how many wait no really
2: i was okay or in no, 2003 so 2003 years ago so that is 16
0: years oh no oh no no Yeah, he's probably it's 21, 2019 that kid is 21
2: yeah
0: oh um, boy oh man
2: he's one of us
0: oh man that is <laughs> yeah, correct. that is not something i wanted to realize right here on the podcast during a live recording um okay Sorry, I'm just going to address my own mortality right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just going to wonder where your youth went. Your precious youth gone. Slipped down the drain. Yeah,
0: all right. Well, anyway, (laughs) it is is a fun movie, and I think it might be on Netflix.
2: I'd like to watch it now. Although, if
0: I remember correctly, and this is going to bother me a lot if I ever tried to rewatch it, is somehow the Netflix version, the one that got to Netflix, wasn't a completed version. So, like, a lot of the graphics weren't done. What I mean by graphics is, like, the title card doesn't show up. It goes to a blue sky pattern and you hear the theme music and like the... The comic book, the movie is supposed to show up on the screen, but it doesn't. It's it's really peculiar. It's it's like they they sent them an early copy or an unfinished copy. It was it was really weird,
2: like first draft or second to the last draft or something like that. Like
0: before before the editors were finished putting in all the effects, they sent them yeah. that copy. So I think the the rest of the movie is intact. But like anytime there was a subtitle or a caption, it's not going to show it
2: wasn't up there. Interesting.
0: Yeah, still it's it's a fun movie, and I'll. It's mostly uh, mostly cast by voice actors. And there's some fun cameos. Stan Lee makes a quick cameo in it, and Bruce Campbell, and Hugh Hefner, of all people.
2: You know what I really like to watch? It's this podcast called Talking Tunes, and it's just um, primarily like voice actors talking to other voice ma- uh, actors. It's hosted by Rob Paulson, I want to say, or Rob, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: I know, Rob Paulson. He, I don't... I'm trying he to think was, if he was he in was the-
2: Carl. I know from-
0: I know exactly who he is. I'm trying to think if he was in comic book the movie.
2: He was oh, he, he was in he the was. special
0: features in a in a panel that they did, but I'm trying to think if he was actually was a character favorite. in the movie. He's
2: my favorite. I absolutely adore him.
0: He's also the voice of Tootles on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He's the voice so.
2: of everything. <laughs> he was um Raphael. Yeah, he was Raphael from uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was Carl from Jimmy Neutron. He was Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, he was Yakko from Mm -hmm. Animaniacs, he was...
0: So Wacko from Animaniacs was Jess Harnell, who played a huge part in comic book the movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah, yeah, and then he was Yakko, and oh... I gotta watch this now. I really do. I've been watching Talking Tunes a lot because I really like it. Oh, so you oh, you would, you would love
0: this movie? It is. It's I all should, voice actors. Every every character I in love it, it, with the exception of possibly, uh, I think Donna Derrico, but everyone else was a voice actor.
2: Chris, I show you those videos all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's
1: that's the one where they do like scenes from a movie, but with with two like mm-hmm. random characters, right? Yes.
2: Yes, yeah. but characters that they've played, like it'll be like The Godfather, yeah. but Yakko from Animaniacs, and then whatever guest he has. So let's just say like Tom Kenny, and he does it in a SpongeBob voice. Yep. Like
0: uh-huh. it's
2: great. I love it.
0: Uh, Billy West also in the movie.
2: Mmm, I love him.
0: Yep, he's he plays oh, a huge cool. a huge part in the movie. Is he really? Yeah, he, uh, Leo Matusic is the character's name. And he's, he's, he's like the long lost grandson of the guy who created the original character. <laughs> and he's, he's a surprise. Like Lori Allen, huge part in the movie. Mm-hmm. Lots of very prominent voice actors are featured in the film.
2: Okay. I need to watch this. Send me the link when we're done with the podcast. Yep. You got it. Oh, yes. I found something to do.
0: And I'd recommend if it's if you can find it cheap enough, I'd get the DVD because, especially if you're into the voice acting stuff, you'll I love am. the special features.
2: I am. I I can find that on Amazon. That'd be a good. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. I'm
0: looking it up right now while we record. So, Chris, Yay, you, you need Chris. to say something.
2: Oh, yeet. yeet! Yeet! Oh, Christopher, who? What was your favorite co- like cartoon when you were a kid?
1: Oh, jeez. um. That's tough. There there are a lot of good cartoons. Uh, we we man, I grew up in a, like I have grown up through some really good eras of animation. I was really into the X-Men and the Spider-Man cartoons from the 90s. Oh, those mm. were some good um, cartoons. We had we had Pokémon. Uh we had SpongeBob obviously.
2: I loved early SpongeBob. Early SpongeBob was best SpongeBob.
1: Man, that's tough. You know what's Dexter's Lab was all, was one of my favorites. Yeah.
2: Oh I my think, god.
1: Like, I think that might be like my favorite cartoon of my childhood.
2: It says a lot about your personality. But uh, you know what's crazy about SpongeBob is when we watched it on our honeymoon, we're both adults, 401ks. On our honeymoon. Oh, yeah, we And we, we did. watched we Spongebob, that, and we, we...
1: put that on the fire TV. Yeah, TV. No, but we
2: were able to recite, recite we the word line. the entire episode. Yep. It was that ingrained in our brains. Yep. Like, oh, my God. Like, to be honest, I can do that with a lot of Spongebob episodes. If you were to put it on, I'm going to tell you exactly what happens, and also... Quote them.
1: It's pretty incredible how easy it is to recall things like that, like words to it was, songs. It, and just it like was
2: something that
1: words I to a, just a movie or a all show. The time,
2: and at the most formative part of my childhood, like when you're really like learning. You know, I'm watching SpongeBob. I don't know, man. Yeah. So
0: Emily, Emily has just watched SpongeBob for the first time. It was two days ago because she's been asking, and I and and I. So so my wife doesn't really like SpongeBob. She hates SpongeBob. Let's be honest. She well, you can
2: divorce her.
0: (laughs) That's not happening. But (laughs) it's uh, she she just was never really wanted Emily to watch it, and so Emily would ask, and I kept saying no, and then she watches this show on Netflix, which is a continuation of the Trolls movie, and it's a little crass the humor, and so it finally. Really? I just yeah it is. So I thought to myself, well, trolls? you know what? If if she's watching trolls She can handle anything on SpongeBob. So I finally, the other day, she asked me. She was on her tablet, which has Amazon Prime Video on it. and So she taps me on the shoulder. She says, Daddy, am I old enough to watch SpongeBob yet? Now, I have no idea how she's heard of the character, right? Because she doesn't, it's not like we watch a lot of Nickelodeon, but she knows who SpongeBob is. And so I finally was like, you know what, honey? You're five now. Yes. You're old enough to watch SpongeBob. I
2: started watching SpongeBob. That's the age that it came out.
0: (laughs) And as soon as I say yes, as soon as I say yes, she just goes, yes! <laughs> her fist <laughs> and starts that sucker up and starts watching Spongebob.
2: Did she like it?
0: Oh, she loved it. Yeah.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I Sponge mean, at, at five years old, that was she's the age. perfect
0: age for it, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. That was when I first started watching. That was when it came on air. It came on air in 1999 or 2000. I was in the... I was in kindergarten, first grade at that time. So were, no kindergarten.
0: You were in kindergarten. I remember that. that
2: yeah. Cause it, I enter every year that I entered school was the year that it was like, for example, first grade, 2001, I entered second grade. I entered in 2002. Like that's how I kept track. So yeah, if it was 1999, I was in kindergarten. I was her age.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah,
2: weird. Well,
0: that is weird. But anyway, she's, she's now watching Spongebob, and she thinks it's funny.
2: You have to have her watch it in chronological order. You can't have her watch the new Spongebob, because to be honest, the new Spongebob is utter trash. It's, it's Like, weird. don't ever let her watch new Spongebob. Like,
1: I wouldn't know the don't. difference.
2: No, you will. You will. I swear to you. Well, you'd have if to you watch, watch it and
1: pay attention to know Yeah, difference. no,
2: if you, no, not, you don't even need to pay attention. What they've done is the character, like the, the drawing style has become very erratic and very spontaneous and impulsive. And it was, like, in the beginning, in, like, early SpongeBob, but now it's jarring. And the, the the way that SpongeBob speaks is much higher, much high pitched. Like I don't know what the hell is going on. Is in it Kids still Comics. Tom Kenny? Yes, it's still Tom Kenny, but it's through like a different filter. Like it's not true SpongeBob. It's like yeah. It's weird. I don't... That was pretty bad of it. It's more like, yeah! But, like...
0: That sounded exactly the same. There's
2: there's a lot of, co- like, uh, uh animations on today that are so jarring and, like, really, like, spontaneous. And they do it because they think that that's what's going to make a kid laugh. But to be honest, they don't need to do that if they make it. If they just make the show funny, people will laugh. You don't have to have it slapstick all the time. You don't need to have kids, like, hyper to like your stuff. If you just make a good show, they're going to watch it. Like, I don't understand why... You must watch these shows, Greg. Like you must watch, like My Little Pony, or like I any have seen show. all
0: of My Little Pony.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, wow. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you have. But like, a lot of it is just so high pitched, so erratic. I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Am I talking I would, to a boy right now?
0: Of the shows, My Little Pony probably is not a good example because it's probably one of the more toned down versions.
2: Right, but like if you go on Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon right now, you're gonna get like. Huh! Like, blown away by just how in-your-face the show is.
0: It, d- it depends show. on the show. Peppa Pig is pretty laid-back, but...
2: Peppa Pig is British, Greg! You can't <laughs> you can't compare that! Uh, All right.
0: Paw Patrol, I know that one, and I know that I, one can... Paw Patrol yeah, that...
2: just wants to make your kids like the government. <laughs> 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 That's the only reason why it's there.
1: There's a difference between, like, kids' shows and cartoons. There are shows that are geared towards younger kids. Mm. And then there are shows that are just cartoons that are kind of for all ages.
0: Well, okay. I think we need to we need to go back and revisit that comment because, if anything, I think that Paw Patrol is a tribute to libertarianism. Because when you think <laughs> about what's actually happening here, whenever something goes wrong in all of Adventure Bay, they basically call upon Ryder, a private citizen, to handle the problem on his own, going from his own like huge trust fund that he's used to create these pup rings. So
2: it's Batman. So it's Batman.
0: It's. I mean, and he's not really it's Batman, Batman, but he's, yeah. I mean, the writer Bone is basically 16. some independently wealthy genius kid who has okay. all this money and uses Batman. it to create all of these tools that Batman. he has his, his his dogs use, his dogs that Batman. are somehow sentient. Batman uh, so doesn't use so dogs. probably genetic engineering going on there as well. But <laughs> when you think about it, the, the actual government of, of Adventure Bay doesn't do anything. The mayor just calls the Paw Patrol... And a private citizen solves all the issues of the town. If anything, that's telling people, "Hey, the billionaires are going to save us." So I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, it's 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 more of a libertarian utopia than than a <laughs> a, a totalitarian government situation. <laughs> <Craig>. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. And now it's a political podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: so, anyway, uh, we were talking about kids' shows. Trying to think what other shows... Mickey and the Roadster Racers—that's one. Uh, Fancy Nancy has a show on, on D- Disney Junior now. Great. Uh, did you ever read the Fancy Nancy books? It was no.
2: A, no, no, I never did. I think I was a little too. I used to read Junie B. Jones. Oh,
0: I don't know who that is.
2: Oh my God! When I don't know when what any Emily of this when Emily <laughs> gets to be like seven, go find Junie B. Jones. It's a book. They never made it into a show. It's just a book, and you read it to her. Cause I remember it, that stuff was hilarious. It was some good stuff. You could probably even read it to her now. It's it's little girl books, but like they're chapter books.
0: Oh, and okay. I love
2: Junie B. Jones. She was
0: funny. what was her thing? What, what what's what made her significant to watch?
2: She her name was Beatrice, but she didn't like it, so that's why she went by Junie. And B is Beatrice.
0: That's uh-huh. all. I remember. That's, that's not that's really a funny. glowing recommendation. No,
2: no, no. There was this one time when, like, she, like, hid in the hamper because she was just, like, playing, like, like, hide-and-go-seek, and her grandpa came into the bathroom and took out his teeth, and she was like, what? So she, like, jumped out of the hamper and was like, Grandpa, you got no teeth! And then he was like, Oh ah! And then he fell over.
0: Let's be honest. That's not the worst way that situation could have gone. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about this story. <laughs> We have we have completely lost track of any semblance of relevancy in this podcast to this point.
1: But you've never read The Mouse and the Motorcycle, so that to me is unthinkable. I don't know. Have you guys read Pete the Cat? Oh, oh. yeah.
2: You know I used to read Pete the Cat to this little girl that I would babysit for. Do
1: you like, know
0: Pete the oh. Cat has a TV show now on Amazon She's Prime?
2: My friend Maddie is in the touring Broadway production of Pete the Cat. There's a touring she Broadway plays, production of Pete the Cat? He plays olive or olivia her name's maddie i used to work with her at uh my my cafe and she's literally on broadway touring around the country in pete the cat the musical
0: hang on i'm just i'm just googling pete the cat the musical wow
2: She's there. Her name's, uh, she plays Olive.
0: Well, Emily loves shows, so this is, like, right up Ooh.
2: her. Oh, you know what? She would love that. If you went, and, like, it's, like, in the Capital District, and we have moved to Texas, you let me know. I'll drive to you, because I'd like to see my friend, uh, Maddie. Shout out to Maddie if she ever, <laughs> will never, she'll never case. listen to this. But if she does, you're doing it. She might.
1: You shot. never know. Don't, never, never say <laughs> Never. <laughs>
2: But, yeah, no, I used to read Pete the Cat to this little girl that I used to babysit for at least, like, seven years ago, and I loved it. I thought the art style was cool. I liked the – he's got his red shoes. Like, I don't know. know. It was a cute book, and then it became literally everywhere and everything. Like, I think he made a sequel and then a threequel, and then he wrote a series – Pete the Cat, and then the TV yeah. show—like it exploded.
0: It's it's a very popular character. We have a couple of Pete books, including the Red Shoes book. I just read that yep. to Emily uh, not that long ago. She she book, likes the it? goodness no part. That's that's her favorite part. I've
2: never read that one. I've okay. only read well. You are missing Blood. out
0: on a classic.
2: <laughs> okay, because that's all that that little girl wanted. She was like Pete the Cat. I am like okay.
0: No, nope. Pete, Pete the Cat is a fun story.
2: Love Pete the Cat.
0: I also like Pete the Cat in terms of Pete even the cat the, even the show, because like sometimes when when they make a show and it's just, uh, you know what, this, I'm not getting anything out of this. But like the Pete the Cat show is actually pretty good. There's some good stories there. And in fact, Pete the Cat show is instituted something that we have adopted in our home as a house rule called the three bite rule, where if you don't oh, like yeah. something, you have to take three bites of it before you. I know,
2: thank you, bite rule in preschool. You take a bite, and if you like it, you keep eating. If you don't. No no thank you. The no thank you bite.
0: The no thank you. So I was going to do the no thank you bite, but then Pete the Cat was all about the three bite rule and they sang a whole That's song about better, it.
2: That's better because then you have to take three bites instead of one.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you how many times where Emily has said no to something and I say three bite rule and then she takes the three bites and then she likes it. And then she gets all excited like like she proved something to me like, the three bite rule. Now I like it. See, daddy? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> how did... <laughs> How did this Great. become my fault suddenly? I wasn't the one who told you <laughs> to turn your nose at it. I'm the one who said you had to do the three-bite rule.
2: Uh, I never had that problem. You couldn't get me to stop eating as a kid. That's why I'm so chunky now. Yeah, no, I never oh, wait, had a then problem.
1: That, how does that explain me being chunky now? Because I used to eat like a bird.
2: Pre- Chris, I never well, ate anything. Like, literally, you have a, a box of Swiss Miss like next to you or Swiss rolls. Well, like, yeah. if you were to literally look up, there they are right next to your desk.
1: I've been eyeing them this entire time, thinking <laughs> about <everyone laughs> as soon as we're done. So, right. so, so now, I guess that's- Another funny Emily
0: story now, because you mentioned the Swiss rolls. So I, yeah. I used to buy those for Emily, and I called them ho-hos, because I'm used to the hostess ho-hos. Yeah, it's the same,
2: mm-hmm. same deal. Right,
0: same deal. It's, they're, they're the exact same thing. But I, I, get, I used to give them to her, and I told them they were ho-hos. And this is when she was, uh, so Ellie was just born, so she would have been just shy of three years old. And so since I called them ho-hos, she started calling them Santas, because they're ho-hos, oh, and Santa says ho-ho-ho. sense. So she would keep asking, like, Kid Daddy, logic. can I have some Santas?
2: That's cute. Kid logic. Yeah. Kid logic proves that there is, like, a line to their thinking. Ho-ho? Well, it's Santa.
0: Yeah, because Santa says ho-ho. Oh, ho. Makes
2: perfect sense.
0: And, and you know what? It really does. It it really in their, does. In
2: their little child lizard brains. Ho-ho, oh. Santa. Makes sense.
0: Yep. All right. So we actually... For the podcast today, I put out, I didn't really expect to get anything, but I put out a few hours ago. I said, hey, I'm going to record a podcast tonight. You can ask questions if you want. That's exactly what I said. And we actually have some questions. You guys want to answer some oh boy, questions?
1: Oh, I would love I'd to. Love, it's mailbag time.
0: Work. All right. So let's yeah, let's go like to the mailbag. Right we'll now. pretend like I have a song that plays for the mailbag, because I don't actually have one. We
1: can make up
2: a song. I'll do it softly so you can No, I'm just
0: going to capture that, and that's what's going to play now on. For, okay, for all ready? the mailbags. bags. One, two three like do <Musik dersopus> <Mailbag. laughs> <laughs> right. it. do 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 is there a real controversy attached to the Captain Marvel movie, or is it just politicized spin? Right, so the big controversy here, just to, to let you know what's going on, is a bunch of people and this is not sort of unique to Captain Marvel, but this has really been amplified by Captain Marvel, is a bunch of people who have not seen the movie have gone on Rotten Tomatoes and given it really poor user ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, now normally this is saved for Star Wars movies before they they get released, but Captain Marvel is now getting it out. In fact, I just saw in my news feed today that uh, Rotten Tomatoes is now officially changing the rules for user reviews that they can't come in until after the movie's officially out to stop this sort of thing from happening. Yeah, I don't know sort of why you happening.
2: would be able to make a review of a movie no, that's not out yet. That doesn't yeah. make any damn sense.
0: So, I mean, I would say the controversy, if, if this is the controversy, it's the only one I've heard, and and the reason why is you know some people are going to attribute it to because it's a woman, some people because they're fans of the real Captain Marvel, which is, of course uh, the Shazam. Zachary Levi one it's not his name's not Shazam, it's oh. Captain Marvel. Shazam's the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers. <laughs> so yeah, it's well, it, it, there's some of that, and there is it got to the point where Zachary Levi said, "You're not helping Shazam by downvoting Captain Marvel." so when Flynn Ryder himself decides he needs to intervene it's probably gone too far but it's it's I think it's just dumb if you're giving a movie a bad review even if you don't like the actors even if you don't like the advertising even if you think they might be getting a little too politicized with how they're doing it if you mm-hmm. haven't seen the movie don't give it a bad review because you haven't seen it you don't know
1: anything about it
2: yeah I would I would agree to that but it
1: depends so my understanding was that the it wasn't they weren't giving reviews they were giving um like a rating on how much they want to to see the movie so if if it's an actual product review then that's stupid but if the if the site allows you to say like hey i'm excited to see this movie or like no i'm not interested in the movie then that's different yeah that but, is I mean, if rotten tomatoes wants to remove that feature then
0: fine, yeah, that's I all guess. up on rotten Tomatoes. i mean if if they're seeing that that people are using it to just sort of Try to take pot shots at movies that they may. I mean, I, I guess I can see from the perspective of if you're not interested, you're not interested. And it's nobody's business why you're not interested, if it's a good reason or if it's not a good reason. But yeah, then. Yeah, I
2: really care less.
0: I guess I could see Rotten Tomatoes saying, you know what, this isn't a helpful feature because if people, you know, it, it doesn't help what we're trying to do. If we're letting a bunch of people sort of pre-bomb a movie by saying, I'm not interested for whatever reason. And well, that has no bearing on whether or not it's a good movie or not, which is sort of what we're here for. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I'm i actually looking forward to Captain Marvel. I like the character Captain Marvel. I know she most people don't know who the character is because she spent most of the 80s and 90s in a coma because Rogue of the X-Men had permanently taken her powers. Mm. But I actually like the character. I liked her as Ms. Marvel. Um... I think she made more sense as Captain Marvel because the Captain Marvel from Marvel Comics nobody knew or liked, and everyone just sort of assumed she was a counterpart to the DC's Captain Marvel, uh, who's the real Captain Marvel. Uh, My only issue is that they've come out and they've said multiple times that they want to make her the most powerful character and in my, head, that. in my head, I'm thinking they've already sort of established in the last movie that Thor is actually pretty strong enough to go toe-to-toe with Thanos. So is is this going to be like in Justice League where when Superman shows up and now there's no more drama because Superman is so much stronger than everybody else that he could basically just take care of the problem by himself and everyone else could just go home?
2: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard that. I heard that she's like the like savior of the next movie, you know, like she
0: is... Well- I mean, and she's, Something. in the comic books, she is a powerful character. I want to note, like how objectively less powerful than the real Captain Marvel, which is the DC's Captain Marvel. But she's, I mean, she's, she's stronger than Thor and the Hulk, definitively, really? in the comic books, yes. And she has the ability to go like this. she has this like super powerful entity being um in her called binary that she can like tap the binary powers and she goes like super so I, She just I, goes I was like, one
2: zero zero one one zero yep, zero. That's one exactly zero what zero. she does
0: and it's but she she's an incredibly powerful character in the comic books and they've even they've bumped her up since she became Captain Marvel proper and not Ms. Marvel anymore. But she really is a legit powerful character and she features prominently and has for quite a while on a number of the major teams, including the Avengers. Hmm. And for, I mean, so it's not even just recently, but I mean, she's been on the Avengers for ever since she woke up from the coma, which was about 20 years ago, give or take. So hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I like the character. See it, whatever. I want to see the movie. Um,. I, just my worry is that her appearing in Avengers is just going to take away the, the drama of the act, because if she's really this powerful, then it kind of feels like, so what's the, what's why the challenge? Why
2: wasn't she there before? Yeah,
0: wh- why did nobody think to call her ahead of time? All this That's stuff has been question. going on, and now it's like, hey, we knew somebody who could have just shown up and fixed the problem in two seconds, but they, they were gone, so I don't know.
2: Well, here, I have a theory of what's going to happen in Avengers, and can I say it?
0: Yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's I, wild speculation, so just, it's not a spoiler. The snap
2: is just going to get completely undone. Probably. Like, like the thing that annoys me is like when I walked out of Avengers the first time during Infinity War, I was like, why, why was why, why? It's just going to get undone. There's no way they're killing off Black Panther. Like let's because well, be the next real. Black
0: Panther movie is already scheduled. Yeah. yeah. There's a know, Spider-Man yeah. movie coming Spider-Man. out two months yeah. after the. Yes avengers movie
2: just go and kill marvel's like newest number one superhero everyone loves black panther okay when he died i was like no 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 you lost it for me it's unbelievable like it maybe he stayed and they lost like everybody else but there's no freaking way that he's gonna stay dead what i think is that and this is, like, something that was discussed in the comics. I haven't read them, so this is me retelling what I read on the internet. So keep that in mind. But apparently the Soul Stone talks to Thanos, and he feels guilt. So what I think is going to happen is that Gamora is going to come through through the Soul Stone, make him feel guilty as shit. Then um, he's going to be, like, probably, like, less powerful, just because he might be depressed or something. I don't know. And then they're going to band together, and then it's all going to get undone.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and I you, knew, you knew it was going to get undone, but I'm a glad yeah. they at least did the snap. I'd like
2: to see how they do it, though.
0: Yeah, I'm glad they did the snap, because, I mean, the snap is like the ultimate Chekhov's gun, because it, you you can't have all this build-up for what could he do once he has all the, all the stones and not ever let him get all the stones. Yep. So Yeah,
2: that's true. That's anyway. A, that's a good point. Alright,
0: next question. meandering, yeah. That was a meandering answer. We're not even on the same question anymore. So we're going to we're going to go. So the next uh, next question comes from uh, Slappy Jack. He is a Twitch affiliate. uh, So twitch.tv slash one Slappy Jack one. And he asks, what was the first game you ever played? And did it send you on the path to be a gamer? And if not, what game did? Ooh. So for me, I know exactly what game it is. It's Ms. Pac-Man. Really? It was. I was Ms. Pac-Man. I played it. Uh, it was uh, the cocktail table arcade game, and I played it at a pizza place I used to go to every Friday night. Huh. I was probably that's four or cute. five. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's wow. cute. And then it just spiraled
0: out of control yeah. from there. Well, and then then oh. I got an Atari so I could sure. play Ms. Pac-Man at home, and then I got a Nintendo because that was the cool thing that all the kids were getting, and it just went from there. But that was my first video
1: game was Ms. Pac-Man, and I loved it.
2: Hmm. Chris, what was yours? Oh,
1: boy. So I'm oh, I'm a not 100% sure. Uh, it most likely, just based on my age, it most likely was Super Mario Brothers, but I don't really remember. That, let, let me put it this way. The first game that left an impression on me that I can distinctly remember playing was Space Invaders, which hmm. I played at the library. They had like computers set up. Um, this would have been sometime in the... Early to mid 90s, uh, they had computers set up that you could like sign up for and you could play a game on them. And I played Space Invaders, and it blew my mind. I was like, "Wow, this is so cool! You can shoot the aliens!" And I went home and I actually had um, a little like sketch pad, and I was like drawing like stuff based on Space Aww. Invaders. Oh, pretty cool. Um, wow. So I guess, I mean, the, yeah, that probably that probably influenced me to be a gamer. I know we had um, one of those arcade throwback game packs that came out in the 90s, and one of the games on there was Galaxian, and that was always a favorite of mine, that's very similar. Game. Game. Yeah, that's it's a style. good game. So, right. yeah. So, Natalie,
0: you're, you're younger than than us by by a certain margin, so I'm actually really interested in your answer here.
2: So, um, growing up, I played a lot of computer games, but mostly, like, movie-based games, like, uh, like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on PC. That was, like, something that I played. But the game that, like, I would sit and play hours and replay hours would be Sly Cooper for the PS2. Not Sly Cooper 2 or 3, because I had never played those and I never want to. It's just Sly Cooper 1, and I loved that game. That's and then a I...
0: solid game to have, is that one game. Sly Cooper's
2: the best freaking game. If I would love it to be remastered and me to play it again. Uh, it was, I own it.
1: for PS3. Yeah, I, I, own know, it. I, I know. Bought it I bought would... it for you.
2: Yes, I know. <laughs> but I would like it redone again so that I could play on the PS4, so I don't have to hook up the PS3. But anyway... Um, then I lost gaming, I just, I was like, eh, I don't know, fell out of it, and then I started dating Chris, and Chris is, like, the king of gamers, um, and you introduced me as Skyrim, and I was like, what is this, and it was just the most beautiful open world, and I was like, oh my god, what is this, then I bought myself a gaming PC, and that's when I was like, I'm gonna play Mass Effect, and I played Mass Effect, and that's, how I really fell in love with games. So it was like, Mass Effect 1.
1: You have, like, three different first games, well, depending well, what on what I era have of yeah. your life I, you're, you're
2: No, in. what I have is, like, the beginning, the real, like, you know, like, the, uh, the, 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 the beginning of the scale, and then Mass Effect is where I am, like... It's catapulted me to who I am now. So, like, there are little, like, tears. Like, first, you know, you play, you know, computer games, yeah. but then you have that first love, and then you have the love that keeps you going forever. No,
0: I, I so. get what you're saying. Like, there there are certain—it it was a pathway you had to take to sort yeah. of get yeah. through the doorway, That's and so you're exactly walking us was. through all the different steps on the path. I get it. Yep. I get yeah. it. That's a good, good, solid games all around.
2: Oh, yeah. Especially Sly Cooper. Ugh i made a little terrarium for our wedding for our wedding um i made little tiny terrariums what it is is like a glass fish bowl that you make a little scene at, into like you just like place little characters in the fishbowl, and it looks like a little world and i made one for sly cooper i made one for mass effect i made one for i made one for all of the games that we liked that equaled the number of, number of tables we had at our wedding so there was like 13 and i made a little sly cooper one i still have it i love him dearly and i made a hollow knight one for chris chris Loves all night
0: i was sitting at the mass effect table
2: yeah well yeah, yeah that was, that was, by was the best table <laughs> we had all of the enthusiasts that came to our wedding at the mass effect table because it's only fitting
0: mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a good wedding
2: it was a great time i
0: like i like that your ceremony was short i i've not stressed that enough i don't think i really yeah. appreciate no,
2: that i hate a long ceremony it was it was done in a flash like literally you didn't even have time to sit back down it was over mm-hmm. boom
0: done it's like if you all can just you know what just go we're done <laughs> yeah
1: we needed to get to the cocktail hour.
0: We did need yeah. to get to cocktail hour. Yeah. I had some sea breezes and they were delicious. I
1: did not like the sea breeze. You no. so really I- I usually, I will usually finish a drink, like, no matter Did what, but I it. got a sea breeze and I took a couple sips, and I was like, you know what? This is my wedding. I don't have to drink this, and the waitress <laughs> came over and was like, uh, can I get you anything? I was like, yeah, can you take this away and just get me, I don't, I probably got, like, an amaretto sour or something. Yeah, I, I was not a fan. No, no ca- It was a little too tart for me.
0: See, I, l- I like it a little bit tart. That's my, that's my day drinking drink. When I when I'm drinking during the day, but I don't want to feel like I'm drinking during the day, I'll get a sea breeze. You like to
2: punish yourself instead with a sea breeze? You know,
0: <laughs> I like the sea breeze. It's refreshing, and there's a yeah, lot okay. of fruit juice in it, so it's it's really it's really uh, good for me. That's how I've decided yeah, like to sell it. An
2: old person saying V8 juice like OG like. Tomato I like
0: juice. V8 juice. It's really good. Okay, tomato right. juice is not All that right. bad. take that
2: with your with your like anti cholesterol pills. Why don't you?
0: <laughs> wow, and my my fiber. Okay
2: yeah what's the next question?
0: <laughs> next question comes to us from Brendan of the almost better than silence podcast and Ooh, he I asks, yeah a lot, lot of a lot of our good podcast friends from the loosely connected network have, have wrote in. and so Brendan asks, oh you're gonna you're gonna like this one, you guys this is this is gonna be a fun one. If there are half elves and half orcs, why aren't there half dwarves? Can other races breed with each other besides humans? Are there elf and orc offspring? What about a dwarf and a tiefling? Are humans the Asari of the fantasy worlds? Is it hm. interracial or bestiality or inner bestial?
2: I'm sorry. What the what? f?
1: What? That is a great question. I have never thought of this before.
0: So it, it, he raises a valid point, is that when you're when you're dealing with the fantasy world, there's usually a lot of half-human, half-something else. Every time in fantasy where I've seen it, it has always been a human, uh, human father and a other mother.
2: Because humans are writing the book, so you're going to make something half-human to make it half-relatable.
0: That's probably the real reason, but... Yeah, so again, I'm thinking, well, it's because they're
1: basically saying that these dudes are
0: just gonna put it in anything.
1: So yeah. I guess I have it, this. This leads me back to Lord of the Rings because that's the kind of the codifier of the fantasy races. If you if you really think about it, um, why weren't there ha- well, why weren't there half? Well, there weren't really half elves. I guess. I mean, yeah, but I've they, seen half well, elves in other fantasy. I'm just trying to bring it back to the roots to, to think of like through the lens of the Lord of the Rings, which is sort of the proto fantasy. Why wouldn't there the be half breeds of <laughs> those races from the Lord of the Rings, which would then trickle down to other fantasy? Because humans and elves could interbreed in the Lord of the Rings, like Arwen and and Aragorn. Um, but the the whole problem there was that the elves were immortal and the humans were not. Are they um, immortal, or do they just live really really long? They are they are immortal, okay. but they can give up their immortality somehow. That's I'm not clear on some somebody who's a Tolkien aficionado could probably. Explain that um, they can elect to be mortal somehow.
0: All right, I'm just moving on to the next question. All right, uh, next question comes from Nick of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, which is also a podcast I'm on, and he asks, hey. "Where have you been? I've missed you." Well,
2: been right here, buddy. Okay, I have no answer. Waiting that on class. you, yeah, <laughs> because I don't
1: think I've ever done a podcast with you. I've no,
0: yes, with you have. That. Well, we've we've done podcasts together that were other people's podcasts. This is the first time I think you've been on my podcast. Yes. But, uh, so. so, so where have I been? Well, Nick, we, we just recorded together, like, not that long ago. That, that episode went up last week, two weeks ago, so that's a fairly recent episode. Uh, where's Hero Talk been? I don't know, man, I've been busy, just busy. I wouldn't even be doing this now if I didn't promise somebody a new Hero Talk is gonna be up in February. Yeah. I re- I really need to do these more often, because the problem is I will always find an excuse to not do one, and I like doing it. It's one of the few hobbies I actually do and I enjoy, so I really ought to make a point to do it, but. Anyway, yeah, that's where I've been. Uh, So next question comes from Enthusiak's own Axelon, and he asks, oh, we're going to revisit this again. Why is Shazam, a.k.a. the original Captain Marvel, clearly the better character over Captain Marvel? Because he's the original and he's objectively more powerful than than Marvel's Captain Marvel.
1: And he says Shazam, which is awesome. And he says so, Shazam Sam.
0: and a bolt of lightning comes out of the sky and transforms him into Captain Marvel. That's just freaking cool.
1: And he was in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which was the first time that I encountered that character.
0: He was he absolutely was. And I and uh, was cool in that game. I've seen some of the previews that show like cuz Billy Batson's the character's name and of mm-hmm. the little boy cuz he's yeah. He's just a little boy who says it and becomes uh Captain Marvel earth's mightiest mortal and there's this one scene where he's like jumping off a roof and as he's falling he says shazam and of course lightning hits him turns into captain marvel and just flies away speed of mercury so anyway uh but why because he's the original that's that's what i'm gonna go with so next we have from anthony rossi of the video game crosstalk podcast and he asks what kind of razor do you shave with
2: Ooh, I use Harry's razor. Harry's? Yeah, you know that company, Harry's? Yeah, yeah I know. Find it. Yeah, I use that.
0: Huh. I uh, I
2: don't like female razors. They are too costly.
0: They do cost more for the exact they same reason. They way more
2: money. It doesn't make any damn sense. Just give me a Harry's razor. Give me a Dollar Shave Club. I don't care. I haven't used that,
0: though. I, I have not tried Dollar Shave Club. I've tried a couple of different brands, but I always just keep coming back to uh, Gillette. I currently use mm-hmm. a uh, ProGlide with, uh, I think it's called the ProGlide Power. The one that vibrates. I know that seems like Hello. it's a stupid feature, but it actually makes it a lot more comfortable to shave. Hmm. Hmm. It's one of. It sounds like the dumbest thing ever when you hear about it. Like, why do I want yeah, my I razor to vibrate? But then it just it makes it a lot more comfortable. So that's what I shave with, and I buy in bulk, and I buy from BJ's, and I buy always with a coupon, and they have coupons a lot more often than I need razors. So as long as you're smart about it, I think I pay less for my razors than the comparable razor I would get from Dollar Shave Club.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Wow.
1: Well, I don't actually use a razor to shave. I do this, I have, um,
2: little Mr. Peanut? Uh, a
1: set of clippers. The the wall peanut clippers that I got from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And all I do is I just trim it really, really short. I just use no guard and I just trim it down as short as it goes. And that way I have a perpetual uh, stubble. Okay. Because my beard doesn't Except grow in all the way anyway, so who cares?
2: For your wedding, you did get a single razor shave. I did. I did
1: get a, a hot oh, a Did you, hot you go to like a, an a actual place to do that?
2: Yeah, yeah. our old uh, church pastor became a barber. Shout out P. Sean. And uh, yeah, he did a bang up job. You look great. Those too. mutton chops were on fleek.
1: Yep. He shaped up my mutton chops. He did a hot a hot shave, did the whole towel and everything. It was it was something. I, I felt very uncomfortable the whole time. Like Why? I have this I'm very squeamish about throat slitting. And I know that he wasn't gonna cut <laughs> my throat. But like the entire time that there was like a yeah, sharp had, object two, near yeah. my throat, it was like, ah uh, it made me feel not great. So I objectively it was a pleasant experience, but I wouldn't do it again because I don't like being shaved like that
0: see i have only had that happen maybe a handful of times uh where i've gone to a place that actually does that sort of thing because there just aren't that many old-timey barbershops around anywhere anymore so to find somebody who does it is is rare i really enjoyed it it was kind of nice to just sit back and relax and be like all right somebody else could worry about shaving me right now i'm just gonna
2: do that to me We don't really have that as ladies no, they don't. We should. we should. I would like a nice hot leg shave. Oh, what are you I talking think... about?
1: Don't they have like spas for that?
2: They don't shave you. They wax you, which is 110% different. For my wedding, you mean that I got, you got a honeymoon to... wax, and I also got an uh, armpit wax. You yeah, know what it's like you, to eat if if your you armpit If you went to a
1: wax? spa and you asked them to shave your legs, they wouldn't no. do it. No,
2: no, Christopher. What the heck? No. that is so they... not do,
1: So you mean to tell me. That you can go in and they'll they'll wax your genital area, but they yes. won't shave your legs. Nope. And now that, we're talking about genitals.
2: You can there's wax some, your legs. They will wax your legs, but they will not I don't shave understand your legs. About that. But I would pay I, I would pay good money to have like a nice like like foot and leg like massage and then shave. Like if you were to do like the hot razor shave, you know, the towel, the warmth, maybe a little massage, and then they shave you, I'd pay good money for that. Just like as a treat. But no, they don't that doesn't exist. Chris, it is cute that you actually think someone would care that much.
1: I don't know why they I, that seems like that would be a good a good service yeah. to offer
0: it no. seems like if there was money to be made there, somebody would be doing it already. Yeah. Well, I guess
1: that's true.
2: But you can get it waxed. I mean, technically, to be honest, waxing is much more cost effective in the long run. I mean, if I- my armpits when they got waxed, um, they didn't grow in for a month.
1: Yeah, as a hair as a hair removal solution. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Like a
0: full month without before anything started growing.
2: Yeah, like um, you oh. know, I've I've had other waxes. Hidden we hidden we don't up. need uh,
0: details, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but they well, don't
2: grow in. They don't. Don't grow in for months, and when then when they do grow in, the hair is so thin and like patchy that if you do it a couple times, your hair will not grow.
0: Wait, so can I do that with, like my
1: face?
2: Yes, I don't know why men don't like it. Won't grow after, and if you if you well, get men a wax...
1: don't because they need their facial hair. Because right. because men are well, yeah, like I
0: don't I don't want to have a beard, but I want to know I could have a beard. Exactly. Another
2: thing is that the cool thing about waxing is you don't get razor burn and you don't get ingrown hairs. So if you want your your face waxed, you should do it. Grow it out just a little bit, you know, just so that there's something to, you know, hold on to. I'm going to tell you it hurts, but it won't grow in for a month. So if you want to do it before a special event where you're going to have photos and things like that, like a wedding would be a great time. Get it done like uh, a week before. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just in case. Or you renew your vows. I don't know, someone else's wedding. Who cares? <laughs> that, that's,
0: that's I'm, not, I'm wax. not getting my face waxed for somebody else's wedding. Although I am thinking about my back for swimsuit season.
2: Oh yeah, that that too. It won't go back for a whole month. You could do it. What I do is for the summertime, I'll get one in June and then if I really need it, get one again at the end of uh like at the beginning of middle of August.
1: Speaking of waxing, did you know that um, the scenes in the 40-year-old version where they waxed Steve Carell, those real. were his real reactions? Yep.
2: Yeah, so. he was really getting waxed that time. Where's that?
1: Just circle back to the whole movies thing. Mm-hmm.
0: There. See, we made it <laughs> relevant. But
1: yeah, I mean, I'm going to Disney
0: in December, so might be it. Yeah, no,
2: do it. Do it. You know what you should do is just in case something bad happens, do it like, not bad happens, but if you get like red... Sometimes it goes away, like after like a day. It should go away that day. But if it doesn't, do it like uh, five days before your your trip.
1: If you have a red patch that lasts for more than four
0: hours. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. So it might yeah, be a smart idea to different. like give it a week before the trip so that I'm not I'm yeah. not like red or bleeding or anything. Do you bleed? Yeah. I've I've seen that in movies but like it decurs- yes. I don't think you w- I do you?
2: Yeah, because your hair is getting ripped out sometimes it but like not like bleeding. Like it's you know like when you uh get a little tiny nick when you're uh, shaving it's just a little oh. tiny nick. Okay. It's kind of like that. But, so like-
0: so you don't want to do it like immediately before but like give it some time for that to heal which you know happens in less than a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so like 5 days.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Maybe I maybe I'll do that. Maybe I will do that and record it live and put it on the <gasps> podcast.
2: Yo, that'd be hilarious.
0: That would be Yeah. That'd be that's interesting. a good idea. Yeah. I think that's that's what my listeners really want. They want their movie news, <laughs> they want their pop culture news, and they want to hear me getting my back waxed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, that <laughs> that question did an interesting turn. So that was all the questions, which was uh not bad considering that you know this was just a, a, a thrown together thing so i guess i guess we can close i don't i don't really have anything else to talk about
2: i thought we were going to cover the subject of bs like bullshit oh I guess we, we did we did. just bullshit for the entire like hour so
1: we we did we took a journey through yeah. <laughs> our context. pop cultural experience i, I got to be honesty. honest with you this is one of the
0: better podcasts i've ever recorded
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i've been putting so in all sorry. kinds of effort I'm for no so good sorry. reason
2: sorry <laughs> All right. all right! Yay! This was fun. All
0: right. So hey, thanks for thanks for coming on, Chris and Natalie. I know you were like a last minute addition, and I appreciate it because you you really you well, brought your A game, and I appreciate follow that.
2: Follow me on all uh, social was, media as Spooky great. X Raccoon.
0: Spooky X Raccoon on all social media. And Chris, do you want to, Do you want to plug yourself, or do you care?
1: I'm at Calvin on Twitter, um, Steam, all the things that all the things that there could be, like PSN and. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! I'm not on Xbox. I'm Cowboy Curtis '88, but that's whatever. I don't really use my Xbox that much. So.
2: Yeah, but if you ever We're need not to friends find them on, on anything, Xbox, you
1: didn't tell me you had an Xbox. Twitch,
2: Twitter, whatever. I've had <laughs> an Xbox. Oh, well, for I just an Oh, Xbox share the story, Chris. It's
1: a good. Oh, one. Oh my
0: goodness, that is a good story. You might one as well much. share it. We'll we'll just postpone the end <laughs> so, of the podcast till you share
1: So my <laughs> sister gave was we did our our Christmas gifts in reverse age order. So we got them the the youngest to the oldest. So you would receive your gift from the youngest person all the way uh so my sister got me titanfall 2 she had found it at five below and i opened it up and i'm like oh titanfall 2 i've heard this game is really good but i don't have an xbox one so it was kind of like awkward and i didn't i was like Yeah, whatever i'll figure it out i'll probably get an xbox one at some point oh no i
2: thought you did oh no No, i I thought you had
1: that And I was like, well, I was going to get one on Black Friday, but I decided not to. And, you know, here we are. Um, So we proceeded with the gift giving. And then uh, Bill, who's the oldest, yeah, after, you know, many more gifts, Bill hands me a box. And I open it up, and inside is an Xbox One. And my sister's just like, gotcha. (laughs) So (laughs) so they had coordinated this to give me a game for a system I didn't have, just so that when I got the Xbox One, it would be a. uh,
2: It was very cute. It was was interesting.
1: So what's what's your Xbox? name cowboy curtis 88 but curtis yeah you you are not friends with me on xbox by the way i just uh, want to point this no, out i don't don't think so what what the crap man i don't know i don't add people on things usually i i sit there and i wait for people to add me and if they don't then i assume they don't want to be my friend so well wow, Christian i have, to a, I, your have life. A, I have a complex <laughs> i'm very insecure about these things all right well i just sent you a friend request you better respond i will i'm I was playing Halo Reach at one point, so as soon as I go back to that, I will. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was last night.
0: Your Xbox avatar is like that tiny little Doom guy.
2: Little Doom
1: guy. Well, that's my uh, my profile icon. My little. The, the, the person, well, yeah, your
0: you're, I guess avatar is the wrong thing because they actually have avatars in in Xbox, yeah. but it's your your profile pic.
1: My profile pic is the Doom guy. My avatar is dressed up like Booker from uh, Bioshock Infinite. I, I oh, really is like it, it really? Infinite. I just I don't know where the I from. I oh, haven't actually you know that done an a avatar
2: Bioshock.
1: Wait, what? Wait, yep, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa! You can't whoa. just
0: drop that at the end of the podcast. I, s- I mean, Sorry. It's, it's rumored. Is, is, no,
2: no, no, it's been confirmed.
0: Are oh. you serious? Okay, hang on. To the Google. Google.
2: To the Google machine.
1: What, what is it? A new Bioshock? I don't BioShock 4. think that it has been actually confirmed. Right, I think on. you're reading too much into this. Be
2: quiet. Let me dream.
1: I mean, Ken Levine is not making any more Bioshocks. That's for sure. So if there is a new Bioshock, then it's not going to be the same team
2: behind it i'm looking it up too now why not bioshock bioshock <laughs> yep april 13th 2018 so about a year ago bioshock 4 in development at 2k from secret studio rumors suggest Oh, it, Friday, but that's an article 13th, from like last year that's not
1: yeah that's a rumor that's a rumor
2: no no Confirm. It
1: says rumors.
2: <laughs> let it it literally be rumors in
0: the in the title of the article.
2: Dear God, please. Please <laughs> let it be real.
0: Oh wow. That was a heck of a rabbit hole to take us down. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, guys. I need I need this to be real.
2: But new Bioshock to star Big Daddies and Elizabeth. Elizabeth A new Bioshock will be coming out in 2020, according to a reliable game analyst. But will it star Elizabeth and the Big Daddies? Question A report a, as reported by Unilad, Michael Patcher of Weedbush Sec- Security, what securities? Why did I have a hard time with that? Wow. Reckons we could be getting a brand new Bioshock in 2020.
0: That's a lot of reckoning and sources and
2: Patcher's prediction could be accurately or entirely wrong. <laughs>
0: but
1: if that's how predictions work. The
2: industry analysts who correctly predicted Call of Duty Black Ops Four would join the battle royale bandwagon.
1: Oh
0: well, now I'm not excited.
1: Oh, I don't like battle royales. But I, that's I am, I am
0: not into battle royales at all. I think it is my least favorite genre that's out right now. And I know some people like it. And I'm not going to knock it. If you like that kind of game, play it. This is this is your time, buddy. This it's is a your time.
1: game, that's but- for sure
0: yeah i still i'm not really a hundred percent sure on what fortnite is
1: oh who gets well me? it's not what not it was well. fortnite was supposed to be a sort of a co-op survival horror zombie building what? game but uh they released the the battle royale mode which became massively populator. Po- popu- populator. Populator. <laughs> populator. I'm be popular pop <laughs> it became massively popular <laughs> 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 it became massively popular. Glatered. <laughs> the third time's the charm. And uh, so far, the, the original Fortnite, which is now called Fortnite Save the World, exists, but it's in like an early access state. Huh. Um, okay. So the free-to-play version has not come out yet, which it was always advertised as a free-to-play game. So I'm a little bit disappointed because the, the game itself looked pretty cool.
0: I know there's a lot of dancing in Fortnite. There is a lot of dancing. Yeah. Well. All right, there. So that's that's been hero talk. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you. It has Greg. been an interesting a rabbit
0: hole. If you want to follow me, uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Judge Law. I'm also on Xbox Judge Law. I'm on PSN just Judge Greg. Uh So that's Judge Greg, not just Judge Greg. But anyway, you can also uh, follow the Enthusiasts at Enthusiasts. You can go to Enthusiax.com to check out our content whenever we decide to put any up. But if you do want to check out some updated content daily, go to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Enthusiax. That gets updated daily. Ax- Axelon is just a machine. He is a machine. He puts out videos every day. Every day. Every day. Thank literally you.
1: Literally every day. Literally, Sometimes every day.
0: Multiple
2: Liter- per day. Literally.
0: Literally. Listen,
2: literally. 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 Every day. Literally. Every
0: day. Alright. And with that, we are out. Thank you everybody and catch you next time.